Our second reading is from the Gospel according to Matthew in the 25th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, Look, here's the bridegroom! Come out to meet him! Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil! for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So sometimes we go to press before... I'm quite finished with the sermon, so I'm going to tell you a new title for this sermon. This sermon is titled, Keep the Lights On. It'll be helpful to explain this parable that Jesus tells as an allegory. It comes in the Gospel of Matthew within a longer teaching, almost two chapters of teaching, on the second coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus is teaching his disciples during the final week of his life to prepare them in hope for his death and resurrection and his ascension to the Father. The wedding banquet, then, is a very common New Testament image for the fulfillment of God's kingdom, for Christ's second coming. With Jesus as the groom, and his church as the bride. The church is the community of the faithful. So in this allegory, this story, Jesus is the absent groom, resurrected, ascended, away with the Father in heaven, spoken to a community that waits for his return. So the bridesmaids, therefore, represent the community of the faithful, the ones who are waiting for Jesus' return, left behind to prepare for his coming. Jesus then gives us a clue as to what the lamps and the light represent. If we read back further into the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. The lights represent the good works of the faithful. 
So the oil then, sort of the operating piece of the allegory. The oil is the resources that we as a community of faith need to do good works. The resources that we need to do the work of ministry that God has called for us to do as we await Christ's coming. The wise faithful have stored up for this long delay in Jesus' return so they may continue shining the light of good works throughout the night. The foolish let the lights go out. Now I know usually when we talk about keeping the lights on, we're talking about the actual physical lights in this building. I see John, our trustee chair back there, nodding his head because that's his job. <laughs> he knows about keeping the lights on, right? Literally paying the power bill or sort of more figuratively paying all the bills that it takes to keep us running, the salaries, the conference payments that keep us going. And I don't think this is too far from our, our meaning for our church today as we read this parable. The parable's message is that Jesus will come again, and in that we hope. But we don't know when. Since we don't know, we must be prepared to keep the lights of our good works shining for the long haul. Keep worshiping. Keep praying. Keep learning. Keep serving. These good works in the community of the faithful don't just happen. They, keeping the lights on requires a store of resources. Resources ready to support the ministry of the, of the faithful. And creating that store of good resources requires good stewardship. So you heard from Tracy about what we're doing as a community for our good stewardship to keep that store, right? We need leaders like Tracy, leaders with vision and ethics to work. We need workers with dedication. We need teams to plan and to execute the plan. We need clear communication to go out and spread the word on what is happening. And we need participation from everyone. We need skills, talents. We need sweat equity. We need time. We need space. And we need money. Ministry takes money. Now, we are very blessed at St. Paul that we have so many of the resources that we need laid up and ready for us to shine our light of good works. We in have incredible people who are offering their service to the life of the church. We have meaningful worship and other faith-building opportunities throughout the week to fuel you spiritually so you are ready to shine good your, the light of good works. And we have a store of financial resources that have been laid up for us by wise members from the past 
they have passed down to us a large store of oil. Our beautiful building, well kept, and our large reserve funds. These wise servants left behind financial resources, but they have already entered the party. It would be foolish of us here to only rely on the wise ones who have come before us, on the store of oil that they have laid up, and not to lay up our own stores or our own lights to shine. Spiritually, we must store up faith by participating in the ministries that build us in the faith. We must strengthen and deepen our relationship with God. But financially, we as a community need regular planned giving to cover our annual budget, to cover the annual cost of producing the light each year that we need so that we can use our stores that the wise have laid up for us for unanticipated problems and for new ministry opportunities like our youth minister that we have wisely laid up a store of resources in order to be able to hire a new youth minister and get that program in place we as a family as a people of Christ, need each other to pledge, to plan, and to give regularly so we can keep the lights on. We have to. We have to be ready. Because the Lord comes at an unexpected hour when even the wise among us may be caught napping. Now, I recognize that it's been a tough year, tough for all of us. There's been a lot of times where we felt like we were just wandering around in the darkness, looking and waiting for Jesus to show up. The call of this parable is to be prepared for a year such as this, to be prepared financially and spiritually and we are and we have been because we don't know how long the darkness will go on before Jesus comes good stewardship of the past enabled us to keep the lights on this year and good responsible stewardship of our finance committee to get this e-giving set up before this year came enabled us to keep the lights on this year not just the lights in here, but the lights of our good works shining out into the world. Our VBS done virtually. Our Sunday school going on as well. We can fund our music ministry and our music director and hopefully our new youth minister. We have been able to fund our legacy backpacks as that ministry is back off the ground. And when again next year when it starts to go, our Sakahachi mission trips we've kept the lights on not as a way to earn our way to God but as a way of being ready 
of being prepared so that when the shout comes that the Lord is coming with an archangel's call and the sound of God's trumpet and we see Jesus descend from heaven and the dead will rise in Christ first and we we who are prepared those who are left alive will be caught up in the clouds to join together with them to meet the Lord in the air and so we will be forever praise the Lord Jesus Christ praise the Father praise the Holy Spirit one God now and forever amen